We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. Welcome, everybody, to Saturday's edition of Pack a Day podcasts. I will be your host today, Eli Berkovitz, here with Janelle Mackey, our third partner in crime. Matt Fraley could not make it today, but me and Jen got you covered. Very excited about Packers Bears week. Always one of the biggest weeks of the season. This one in Lambeau, primetime football, Sunday night. Jen, it's a big week. It's a bounce back week. We all know what happened last Sunday. So this is a big game. But before we jump into that, uh, how have you been? How, how did you, I guess, you know, being in Minnesota, it's definitely must have been a pretty tough week. How did you handle that? Yeah, I mean, going in Monday, I kind of knew I was just going to have to take my medicine. And, you know, when you're crap talking back and forth the week before, um, you know, one of us, you know, one group was going to end up more upset than the other. So I just got to go up to my my people who I know are going to want to, you know, give it to me for us losing and the way that we lost. So, um yeah, you get, kind of had to walk in there with a little bit of pride, even though I was dead inside. And uh, I don't think some of my coworkers have ever ever looked happier to see me. 
and some of my coworkers I've known since like I was in middle school. So um, they, yeah, the rivalry is really fun. Obviously only one of us was going to end up happy after that one, but I think the mutual agreement on both parties is just it's week one. We're not going to overreact. So we know not to overreact after a loss like that. Whereas Vikings fans are like, well, we're not going to, you know, overreact over a win like that. So I think it was, it was a, Unfortunate showing for the Packers for sure, but hopefully it's just getting some rust off. Obviously, there's a lot of players who don't play in preseason, so it's like their first game of the year. Um, Obviously, also with injuries being a problem before and during the game. uh, Yeah, I mean, I've had worse weeks as a Packers fan in Minnesota, but I think that it being so early in the season where we don't really know what's going on with either of those teams at this point, it made it a little bit easier I think but I mean it's still tough because obviously you get the people who are like Packers suck and (laughs) you have to pretend that you like don't want to punch a hole through the wall (laughs) yeah no look it's that's just what happens after you know week one people love to overreact you know this team all of a sudden is great this team that was great is all of a sudden terrible last I mean all we have to do is look at last season lost 38 to 3 won seven straight afterwards. I'm not saying we're going to win seven straight now, but I'm not freaking out over week one loss. Obviously, it was a disappointing showing, but, you know, just my quickly, my thoughts, I mean, I know I'm sure everyone's already heard about this game, and I honestly don't really want to talk about it, but unfortunately, I was not able to make this week's open book. So just real quick, I'm not even going to go that much into the game, and this isn't like a bash Christian Watson thing at all because I still love him and I think that he could clearly do things and he's a freak but I think he catches that ball completely different game and you can say oh the, the you know there was 50 minutes after that where the team didn't play up to what they should have and that's that's true but if your f- first play of your season is a 75 yard touchdown to your f- second round rookie receiver the guy everyone's been waiting to see I just think the energy on the team is totally different. The sidelines different. Rogers' confidence is different. It's just I just think it's a totally different game. So that's just one thought that I. So I do think that it was a very disappointing loss. But I kind of think after that play, they were like, "Oh wow, we're down seven nothing." They just yeah. drove down the field and scored, and we just had a chance to just right back in their face, and we dropped it. We ended up, you know, going and punting, and it was just bad. But Yeah, I agree. And there were a lot of Vikings fans who said the same thing to me, including our, I work with our, uh, our our varsity football coach. So, and he said the same thing, you know, it's just one of those things that it could have been a momentum changer. And it was, I mean, it kind of just shifted the wrong way. Like if he makes the play, momentum shifts one way, um, obviously misses the play and, I mean, do they correlate? Maybe, but I think that also just shows that somebody in that locker room and in that program needs to step up. And when things kind of start to go a little south, who's going to be the pick me up? And maybe we don't have that voice yet, or maybe nobody, maybe someone tried. I mean, we're not in that locker room, so we don't really know. But yeah, in those moments where you need a pick me up and you can't let the team fall, who's going to step up. And I mean, that can't be a reoccurring thing throughout the season where every time a misplay or something like that happens, you can't get down. And I mean, that goes across literally every level of sport. I tell my girls that, and 
at the professional level, they need to know that too. And so whoever needs to step up so that doesn't happen again, because I think, yeah, like you said, just kind of the lack of motivation after that, you know, you kind of see them go into their shell a little bit and it's just, you can't have that. So yeah, it would have been really cool if you made the play, but it also would have been really cool if they would have picked themselves up after it and, you know, continue to just play Packers football. Yeah, it was exactly. I mean, I just think after that, they almost were just like, they just, they like you said, went in a shell. They didn't seem to have a lot of energy. And it was just not a very impressive showing. But obviously, again, it's week one. Most, most if not all of the starters did not play a single snap in the preseason. There's going to be some, some rust. But now we got the Bears coming up Sunday night. Obviously, we all know of Aaron Rodgers' success against the pair, the Bears throughout his career, being their owner and all of that. So looking at this game, um, as we do every Saturday here on Pack-A-Day, we're going to talk about the injury report and what we got going for the Packers and for the Bears. So I think let's just start with the Bears because that's really it's a, it's a short list and it's a pretty simple one. Um, it looks like the only player on their team in serious doubt of missing this game is their 73-year-old rookie receiver, <laughs> Bayless Jones. Uh, he is listed as doubtful after not practicing on Thursday or Friday. Uh, everyone else seems to be full go. So, look, um, I'm not really afraid of the Bears, even if they did have their old rookie. So, that's uh, not not much of a worry, uh, Jen. For you, any any uh, thoughts on Valus Jones missing this game, or is this not going to impact your thoughts? No, it doesn't really impact my thoughts. I mean, he's not, from what we've seen, much of a game changer. So it's not like you know, it, it's just yeah. a piece of their offense, but it's not like the piece of their offense. Yeah, for sure. So. The Bears, like I said, uh, pretty short and simple. And now we get to the Packers side. And I think before we get to, obviously, the main guys we're going to be talking about, let's just get a couple names out there that have been on the injury report, but we fully expect them to play. The biggest name, I think, on that list, at least for me, is Quay Walker. Full practice the last three days. He is fully expected to play. Obviously, that's a big deal. We do not want our first overall pick in the draft, not overall in the entire draft, but for the Packers uh, to be missing his second game of his career. So obviously that's good to see him next to Devondre Campbell, as well as Keyshawn Nixon, who went down with that shoulder injury. He practiced uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We expect him to play. Jake Hansen was a full practice all week, but we'll get to the offensive line, obviously. Uh, We don't know if he's going to be out there playing, um, at least I hope not, but we'll get to that. Um, well, and then we got to the questionables. We have four questionables, including, of course, as always, David Bakhtiari, Elton Jenkins. You got Alan Lazard questionable with an ankle and John Runyon questionable with a concussion. So, Jen, starting out, let's start out with the receiver because everyone else is on the offensive line. Alan Lazard, who was limited all week with the ankle, what do you think? Do you, do you expect him to be out there? If he is, do you think he'll be limited? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, first of all, I apologize for my cat in the background. Once again, they refuse to let me do a show without 
being nuisances. So if you can hear them in the background, yeah, I'm so I, I told you that you know they got a taste of stardom, and now they can't. I know, I know. It's it's ridiculous. They yeah, they just can't leave me alone. Obviously, they crave my love and affection. But yeah, so I mean, talking about Lazard, it's nice to see him actually out there practicing a little bit because obviously he didn't do anything last week, and that was definitely you know. I, I thought the offense maybe could have made something happen without him. But at the same time, I talked earlier this week about how not only is he a key piece in receiving, but he's also a huge blocker piece. And yeah. that's something that could have definitely been missed, especially with all these younger guys and, you know, just trying to find a way to get guys open, not having someone like that, that could have been a huge part in why Rogers was struggling to, you know, want to release the ball. And so I think, you know, he's questionable, he practiced, you know, limited practice all week, but um, it, it definitely kind of one of those things that afterwards, if after like sitting on it a few days, I was like, man, that could have definitely played a huge impact in, you know, the way the offense was run because we don't really know out of those young receivers or someone like Sammy Watkins coming in, who's going to kind of be able to be that blocker. And yeah, um, I mean, you kind of hope that your tight ends can do it, but also Bobby Tunyon, you know, first game back, which was awesome to see. So kind of just guys getting into their roles and um Lazard not only were his you know his receiving skills missed but his ability to just kind of help Rodgers find openings down the field also so it obviously would be huge if he were able to be be able to come back um even if it's more in a limited role but um I do think that there's a lot of potential with the young receiving core and it's a good opportunity for them to be able to step up. I mean, we saw flashes of it against the Vikings, and I think it's safe to say that the Vikings have a better defense than the Bears do. So this could be a good chance for them to kind of find find what they weren't able to find against the Vikings. And obviously, if you can get Lazard back into that mix, that's huge. But it is nice to see him slowly progressing because obviously we didn't expect to be missing him this long um, going into the season. Yeah. So he – is he the ultimate game changer? I don't know yet because we haven't seen him in that wide receiver one spot yet, but um, I definitely think that there's aspects to his game that were missed and that the younger guys are going to need to step up if he isn't out there for sure. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, uh, definitely, definitely want to see him back out there. I mean, like you said, week one, outside of Randall Cobb and like Tunyon, you know, his first game back, Rodgers essentially has not thrown a ball 
to anyone who took offensive snaps. Amari Rodgers wasn't out there on offense, and he got Sammy Watkins, obviously new, and a bunch of rookies, obviously new. And we know Rodgers likes to throw to guys he trusts, and Alan Lazard, there are a few players that he trusts more. Even with Devontae Adams on the team, he was still look. and I know people will go, oh, not, you know, in the playoffs. Well, Alan Lazard had quite the season, and Aaron Rodgers has no problem looking for him. And for some reason, I'm having difficulty finding um, the exact number. But I do know that, I mean, his passer rate, Rodgers' passer rating when targeting Lazard is astronomical. It's well in the in the hundreds. I, I had it written down somewhere, but for some reason, I can't find it in my notes. But if Lazard's back, that's a huge deal. That's another guy on a you know, third and medium where Rodgers can trust. It's not just looking for Cobb over the middle where the defense knows he's probably going to look for his guy and Cobb. They also got Lazard on the outside. And obviously with every single week, every single practice, there's going to be more and more of a connection with him and Watkins and Watson and Dubs. And Tunyon's going to get healthier. So, But it, the overall Lazard coming back, though, and also like you said in the blocking game, that's a big deal. He is arguably the best blocking receiver in the NFL. So getting him back this week would be huge. Like, there's no understating it. I know people have yet to, you know, some people, I guess, would have yet to fully embrace Alan Lazard as that wide receiver one a bit, like, like he has that potential. But I think he could as long as he's out there on the field. So getting him back this week would be huge for the Packers and – I don't know. I mean, I, I think I think he's going to be out there. Um, that's going to be my prediction that he's actually going to – I know the Packers are very cautious with this stuff, but I think three straight limited practices, he's been out there. I think he ends up playing. Jen, what do you think? You think he's going to be like a game time yes? Yeah, I think we'll find out, you know, whatever it is, 90 minutes before the game, active. It wouldn't surprise me if he's on a pitch count. Yeah. But I do think, you know, he'll be out there maybe on some key third downs in the red zone, stuff like that. Um, do, you, yeah, I mean, do you think he'll play or do you expect him to sit? Yeah, you kind of just said um, kind of what I was thinking. Just I think that he will he will be active, but on a limited like presence. So I think that he, he'll be ready to go, but they're not going to push it with him, especially, you know, week two you don't want to risk anything. And obviously like, I don't know exactly what's going on with the ankle, but ankles can be tricky. And I mean, he's a receiver. So obviously a lot of pressure goes on to his ankles. So um, I think that if he can handle it, obviously, yeah, they're very cautious about guys playing when they're injured. So if they decide, you know, he's just not ready, then they sit him out, you know, it's next man up, which I think there's a lot of opportunity in the next man up room right now, but yeah, I do think that just because he's been limited all week and he's been able to do some things, uh, I do think that he will be active. But like you said, I think that he's going to be active on more of a pitch count, um, more in crucial situations. Other guys are going to have to step up for the majority of the game, but I think that he's going to be out there as a utility player. Um, it's going to be very specific, a very specific role I think that he'll have this weekend. Um, and then hopefully things go well and he's able to just continue to progress and get better and get back to, you know, full participation, full reps, full Alan Lazard and get back out there and really be top dog in that wide receiver room. Yeah, for sure. So whether it's this week, next week, 
bottom line is just in general, we all know this team is built for January, December, January, and hopefully February. It's just getting there. And I'm not overly concerned about stuff in a, this early in a 17 game season, but now let's get to the interesting part of our injury report, which is of course the offensive line. Not only do we have our David Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins, our usual questionables, but we also have John Runyon this week with a concussion who is also questionable. So first off, I just want to say that Elton did practice in full today. I would I, I don't want to make any assumptions, but I would have to think that that's a good sign, a full practice on a Friday. He's uh, also only listed for his knee now, so I'm wondering if that pectoral injury – yeah, healed up last week because right now, as of like we're recording this on Friday, and right now he's only listed with the knee injury, so that's also a good sign that you know because like last week he was the double whammy with the knee and the pectoral, but now he's just knee, and I think that that's also a really good sign because that could have played into why he didn't play, but yeah. full participation today on Friday, and only having the knee listed, I think that makes it a little bit more hopeful that maybe maybe he can step in there, which would be awesome. Cause like you said, we're also down, we're down a few guys now. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, for, for Elton, I think, I really do think the pack might've played more of part in him missing last week than the knee, because we saw him throughout training camp. He was looking real good on that knee. And then once the pack came up, you know, it makes sense for them to be nervous. I mean, we all saw what happened with TJ Watt. It's a good thing, obviously that, you know, it's not going to end his season, but you're not risking Elton Jenkins week one. If he has anything going on with his pack as an offensive lineman, that's a very common injury where, you know, you need that muscle and you cannot risk putting someone out there week one uh, who's hurt in that area. But I do expect Elton to play after a full practice today. But before do you get- think he will, while we're on Elton, do you think that he will come in at left tackle coming off the injury? Or do you think that they're going to keep Yash there since he's the healthier one, and put Elton somewhere else. So that's so that's what I was about to get to, which is uh, real quick, you know, Packers' offensive coordinator, Adam Senevich, last year um, the, the offensive line coach, quote, it will be interesting to see who lines up as our starting O-line. You'll find out Sunday. It will be a fun surprise for everyone. Oh, that means, I don't know. So, Jen, I don't know if you saw that. That was yesterday. Okay. Um, so, I mean, I tweeted out, like, I mean, that could mean – so many things. It could mean the return of both Jenkins and Bakhtiari. It could be one of them. It could be neither. We could see Zach Tom starting. We could see Caleb Jones starting. They elevated him from the practice squad. So there's so many combinations. Like, we're not even really going to – like, if we tried to put them all together, we would be here for far too long. I but, honestly, if I'm just going to say anything, this would be what I'd want just for this week because if El- if Elton were to return – I would still say keep Yash at left tackle because he was pretty solid against the Vikings. And obviously I I think that I'd rather have Elton maybe compliment him on the right side because the right side obviously needs a lot of work, but I also don't want him to have the entire pressure of that left tackle position. I want to put him somewhere, you know, where he can be functional, but um, you know, a little more reserved coming off of that injury as well. Yeah. Um, and obviously that's also going to depend on if Bakhtiari plays, if Bakhtiari plays for, you know, obviously he would be a left tackle and then 
for all we know, Yash is a backup and Elton right. is a right tackle. Yeah. So again, like we said, a lot okay, of – Yeah, that's like a very – if Bakhtiari were to not come back, but Elton yeah, yeah, were, exactly. I think yeah, I would yeah. rather – I'd rather keep Yash there at least for this week and then let yeah, Elton back, back into it and then – I, I agree with you, especially especially just because of the right side right now, it needs help. Right? There's no doubt about it. And I think the move, if, if Elton were to play and Bakhtiari doesn't, like you said, you put Elton Jenkins at right tackle, and then you either have Zach. I, I would put Zach, but if you want, you can put Royce Newman in at right guard. In my opinion, Jake Hansen should not be in that starting offensive line. I, I don't know how it ended up being that he was when you had guys like Tom and Newman. I know there were injuries, obviously, that played into it, but I, I'm not. it's hard to judge someone after one game, and I don't want to sit here and say Jake Hansen sucks, but it was a bad, bad performance. Zach Tom, in the limited time that he played, looked good, and I just think – for me, and, and again, this is with the assumption that Elton Jenkins is playing. There's no doubt for me that either one of Royce Newman or Zach Tom should be lining up a right guard with Hanson out. And then if Runyon were to be out, you put either Tom or Newman over at left guard if needed. But I'm hoping Runyon coming off a concussion, practice limit, limited today, I think, you know, with it being Sunday night, I think Runyon should have a pretty solid chance of making it back. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like, did not practice Wednesday or Thursday, limited today on Friday. Um, I guess I don't remember the injury that he went off on, but, I mean, obviously with those concussions, you gotta be you got to be extra careful because you don't want anything that's going to, you know, it's, it's your brain. You know, you got to be very careful yeah. with your head, and concussions are – an injury that you have to be extra cautious coming back from because it's not like you can just, you know, go to the doctor and fix it. So we want Runyon long-term. So if he ends up having to sit out this week, then they're going to have to do some shuffling, but hopefully that's not the case and he'll be able to be out there. But yeah, concussions, they're one of those injuries that it's, it's iffy and probably won't be till, you know, last minute that they decide if he's good to go or not. But I think the limited practice that he had today is definitely a good sign that things are at least getting better, which means it's not like it's not crazy serious, um, which obviously you have to take every concussion like it is. But um, I also wouldn't be surprised, though, if they said, you know, hey, one more week and then you're going to be good to go because there is some tough games coming up as well that they're going to want him in there for. Yeah, that is true. And, you know, you got to you do have to think ahead and you never know. You could end up seeing. You know, just you, they elevated Caleb Jones. For all we know, he ends up at right tackle, and Elton Jenkins is playing the spot he got drafted for, left guard. I mean, it's unlikely, but Senovich left everything wide open, saying it's going to be a surprise, and all I'm, all I can hope for, really the only thing I care about, I mean, I care about a lot of things, but the biggest thing I would say is that I just don't think Jake Hansen should be in that starting five figure out a way to make it where he's not in it. And I should, um, and I think most Packer fans will be okay with whatever line they come out with, but that essentially covers the injury report for both teams. Yeah. I mean, we really didn't touch on Bakhtiari, but I mean, yeah, Bakhtiari, I mean, it's just so hard. Like every week, you know, it's like, you know, 
for me, yeah, I, I think it's a toss up as it's been for many, many weeks, potentially going on months slash years. Uh, I don't know. You know, I, I thought he was going to play last week. The fact that he didn't, it's hard for me to say. Um, he did practice twice this week in a limited fashion, and Malafor did say that even when when he gets cleared, he's not going to practice three days in a row. So his Thursday did not practice what would be a regular thing. It wouldn't be anything to worry about going forward whenever he gets cleared. But, yeah, look, if Bakhtiari plays – and you're assuming Elton plays if he had a full practice Bakhtiari limited, we could see a fully healthy Packers offensive line. And then it could be just a completely different game. And who, that's why I said, I mean, you go through all the combinations that are possible and we could sit here for an hour because there are so many questions right now. Right. And I know that there's a lot of people who, you know, obviously there's videos and it's like, Oh, the lamp and everything. Well, it, I mean, there's so many things that people are diving so far into with Bakhtiari. And I feel bad because I mean, that's just gotta be not even like the physical toll, but the mental toll that this has got to be taking on him. And it's like, I had knee surgery years ago and sometimes I still limp. Like your, your joints are just going to get sore when you've suffered an injury like that. And he's a bigger guy. So obviously maybe after doing a little bit of work, yeah, he's probably going to be limping a little, but I mean, that's not something that I think you should dive too seriously into you know if yeah. it, I mean, it, player it's it's the nfl player i mean i know we were talking about a specific injury but guys limp off the field every other play and then yeah. are back in the game to you know two plays later and some i mean he might not even realize he's limping you know sometimes like exactly. there's people that you're like you're walking with somebody and it's like oh why are you limping and they don't even know they're doing it so i mean yeah it, it was a big injury he's been coming off of but i don't think that anybody should really dive that heavily into, you know, a limp. So, because yeah. <laughs> he's going to be limping for a little bit. It's just kind of how it's going to go and everybody heals differently. But, um, you know, you just kind of hope that everything is on the up and up right now and it's not just kind of at a, a pause and things are just kind of staying where they are, where it's like not getting better but not getting worse. And, yeah, he he's definitely a huge question mark, but – I mean, the day that he finally gets back out of that field is going to be absolutely insane. And I, if he could do that on a Sunday night against the Bears at Lambeau, yeah. everybody would be freaking out. Yeah, it, would be, yeah, it would be absolutely electric. Uh, I mean, if he if, if he returns this week and you see him running out that tunnel, the place is going to lose its mind. And the Bears might as well just say, you know what, guys, take it. We're going to go home because we're going to get embarrassed on national television, which, by the way, brings us to our next topic, um, because I think we should throw in a couple score predictions. And with David Bakhtiari, without David Bakhtiari, I think the Packers right now are looking to send a message, looking not just to bounce back, but to show that they are as much of a contender as everyone thought they were the entire offseason, with or without Devontae Adams, it is what it is. They still have a great team, and I think they 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 put it to the Bears pretty nicely on Sunday night. I'm going to go with 31 to 17. Okay. Mm, yeah, I guess I'll give them 17. I was going to go 13, but I'll give them 17. Yeah, I 
I said earlier this week, I'm thinking a 27-17 victory. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and for me, I mean, we uh, Senevich also said he's going to do everything they can to get Dylan and Jones the ball as much as possible. That's Jen, true. I know every that, week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, mean, Jen, I, know, I know you well enough to know that that is exactly what you think, and I – agree with you totally. I say it all the time on open book. This offense is a run to set up the pass, not the other way around. Exactly. Yeah. No, I, when you, when you have a tandem like that, I just, I don't understand how you cannot want to give them the ball. And I mean, when you can have a tandem like that and then a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, the center of your offense should be set. So when you yeah. take out, you know, obviously Aaron Rodgers is struggling behind a collapsing line and struggling to find open guys and just, you know, not pulling the trigger when those opportunities did arise, but then also taking out Jones and Dylan from that offense. And, you know, it just kind of felt like you're taking away some of the biggest pieces of this offense. And yeah, I think that the more you can get them involved, the better that this offense is. And yeah, I mean, it, they're two completely different types of running back and they're both very, very hard to stop which is exactly. awesome. So yeah, give them the ball as much as they want. Just let Dylan bulldoze and Jones, you can, you can run a route with him. You can hand it off to him. He can do whatever you want him to do and he'll do it successfully. So those are definitely two, two important pieces that we didn't see enough of against the Vikings and hopefully they make up for it against the bears. Yeah. I'm expecting big weeks from both of those guys. And again, in general, Exciting Packers home opener Lambeau Field against the Bears. Uh, I, I mean, there's just there's nothing really like Bears Week, especially when it's in. No, Lambeau. I I know you've been to a Bears opener like a at Lambeau opening against the Bears. I, I think we were at the same game, the my knee game. <laughs> but it's uh, like, yeah, no, actually, yeah. I wish I was at that oh, game for some reason. Yeah. I think that might have been maybe that was Matt who was also there. But yeah, I mean, opening up at home against the bears is a fun feeling. So anybody who's going just know I'm extremely jealous because those are some of my favorite weeks is bears yeah. week at Lambeau, especially when it's the opener. Yeah. I was doing everything I could to try to get to the <laughs> game, but it just didn't work out. But uh, everyone have, you know, enjoy your weekend and get ready for a big game Sunday night that I fully expect the Packers to have a lot of success in. But before we go, First off, obviously, make sure you're following Packaday Podcast on Twitter at Packaday Podcast. Uh, wherever you listen to your podcast, make sure to subscribe, rate, review. We want to hear what you think about the show, and we appreciate all of that. And before we go, Jen, where can everyone find all of your work? Yeah, so the usual at Big Mac underscore four on Twitter is where you'll be able to see. Um, where I'll share most of my content and also just you no know, thoughts about the Packers and other random stuff in my life. And then Wednesdays on open book, a game on Wisconsin with Eli here and Zach Jacobson. We go live on Wednesdays at 8 PM central um, pack a day episodes up every Saturday. Um, and then also I will be over at Packer report doing either game preview or game review. So yeah, you'll be seeing a lot of me, so hope you're okay with that because I'm kind of all over the place once the season starts. Yes, Jen is in high demand, and she's very, very busy, so make sure to follow her on Twitter and, you know, 
get to see all of her great content. You can find me on Twitter at book of Eli underscore NFL. That's basically where all my content will be. Plenty of film work on the Packers, uh, highlight clips, whatever writing I do will be over at packerreport.com. And you can also find me on YouTube at Eli Berkowitz. And yeah, other than that, everybody, as we always close out this show, go Pack Go. Go Pack Go.